0: Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everyone. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we are talking about life on life. We are talking about what does it look like to live out the gospel in a way that is relational and that impacts people in a powerful way. And that is like living life, um, living out our faith together. And so the verse that we're memorizing this month is from 1 Thessalonians 2. 8b, so it's just the second half of the verse, and it says this, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. So we are talking about that today with Melissa Kruger. She is just an awesome lady. She is an author. She is a speaker. She is the head of the women's side of the Gospel Coalition, which I am like totally geeked out about that. So welcome, Melissa. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Oh, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so all month long, we are dwelling on this verse and we are talking about what does it mean to do life with other people? What does it mean to live out the gospel Um, that, you know, Paul says we were delighted not only to share the gospel with you, but our lives. Um, And so I just think that's super fun. But before we sort of dive into all of that, we want to know who you are. So tell us a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, I'm thankfully married to Mike. Um, he is uh,
1: the president of RTS Charlotte. I'm here and okay. that's Reformed Theological Seminary. I always forget to.
0: Yeah, say people are name. like RTS. Yeah, it's like
1: TGC, RTS. We work for acronyms, basically. Yeah. And so and and um, we have three kids. We have a 21 year old named Emma. We have a son, John, who's 18, and we have a daughter, Kate, who's 15. So we're in all the teen years, and I love mm-hmm. the teen years. Um, do you? I do. I taught You're teenagers, unusual. though. Yeah, I okay. mean, I I love I love teenagers like the whole time. I was a high school math teacher in my other life, okay. as people okay. always say. Um, <laughs> and so I've loved teenagers for a long a long time, and so it's been fun. Um, to have my own. And then I work for the gospel coalition. It's, um, a ministry that's really worldwide. At this point, we have, um, coalitions all across the world. It's amazing, um, what we get to do and what we see the Lord doing throughout the whole world as the gospel really goes forth through the internet to places it couldn't go before. It's so exciting. Um, There's a lot of negative things about the internet, but it's so exciting to see what the Lord can do through the airwaves, like us talking today, um, just getting to do certain things that have never been able to be done before um, because of the technology we have. And it's pretty amazing that someone in a closed country can Google who is Jesus and come and find it online. And so that's that's really exciting. I love what I get to do. So I'm thankful for that.
0: That is so powerful. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes we, I think, we lose sight of of the just the the wonder of that. Like that is just wondrous. If you would have told somebody, like a hundred years ago, that that was even possible, they would have been like, Psh, "No, yeah, <laughs> that's not possible." Okay. And here it is. Like I, re- I mean, I remember growing up as a kid watching the Jetsons. You know, and they would have these like they would basically be FaceTiming each other. And I'm like, no way. And here we are, you know, the Jetsons living out FaceTime.
1: That's (laughs) right. George Jetson would work on his computer talking to his boss like we all do now. If right it's real life. and we're like
0: no that's crazy that'll never happen
1: yeah and there it I'm is Still waiting for my robot who's making me breakfast though that would be a really nice thing to
0: have I mean and they also had that like button you would push yes. where the the meal would just like come out of the wall so uh, I'm I am I guess we have like Grubhub but <laughs> yeah, still we gotta right. wait a little longer than the button <laughs> that's true come on Grubhub figure yeah. it out <laughs> uh so so you so we're talking about you know this the gospel going forward and um that is like such a beautiful thing and I think I think maybe now is a good time to say what what is the gospel? Like Mm -hmm. when we talk about the gospel coalition, right? That's a, it's a group of people who are all kind of coming around this same idea of the gospel. We're, we're a coalition of people who all believe this one thing and we want to see it go out into the world. What is that gospel? Yeah. Well, and the word gospel literally
1: means good news. And um, my husband does a lot of work in the first and second century. And so one thing I remember him talking about was that word in the Greco-Roman world actually was the word when a king had won, he would send his emissary before him with the gospel that they, Mm. yeah, they were in these far off wars, but they had won and they were returning victorious. And so I love that image because it's this picture of our King. Jesus has won yes. and he's sending us out as emissaries to tell the world He's he, his kingdom wins and he's coming back to reign. Yeah. And so it's this good news. But the good news for us is we can be a part of that kingdom, obviously, mm. um, by faith in Christ and by um, coming to believe the truth of um, what Jesus did for us on our behalf, that he came and lived a perfect life, that he died in our place, and that by believing in him, we can have eternal life. That's, that's the promise of good news. Um, and so that is essentially a s- summation of the gospel um, that we get to tell people. And I think we're often really intimidated to do that. Um, yeah. But but the reality is I can share with my friends Hey, do you know, there's a really good buy one, get one sale at whatever grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, And that's like uh, good news, but it's pretty minor good news. So I have right. the best news. You can, you can be saved from your sin. You can mm-hmm. be changed. You can live eternally in the kingdom where there are no more tears. Mm-hmm. You can have that. And I, why am I so afraid to tell people the good news?
0: I don't know. I I struggle with that too sometimes, Melissa. And it's like, I'm a pastor's wife. I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, what is it that like people already pretty much know, like that's the Jesus freak over there. And I should just like embrace it a little bit more and be like, yes, I am.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I feel outed every time you say, what does your husband do? Oh, he's a professor! Oh, well, what's he a professor of the New Testament?
0: Oh, oh. you know, and all oh, these things. Oh, you're come. one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's something about this verse, though. That like, I remember. Um, so we lived a couple years in Chicago recently, and we just moved away from there. And um, we, it wasn't like we were trying to hide the fact that Jason was a pastor, um, or that I'm in ministry myself but that we were going to like just try to let people know us and so you know not only do we share the gospel with you but our lives as well for us it felt like more like we're going to share our lives with you in order to then share the gospel with you because there were so many people that were like you're a what i never met anybody <laughs> like like i actually li- i'm not supposed to like you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know and i think that that's that's something that when we're when we are sharing our lives with people that it If we're if we are who we are and we're just genuinely living out, you know, the love and the joy that we have in Christ then we do kind of like not fit the mold, I think of what maybe society tries to say that Christians are, you know, judgmental and grumpy and not fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like we have a barrier to Mm -hmm. get over with people now, whereas they used to say, oh, we respect the pastor and his family. Um, Now it's a little bit of what kind of people are you? Are you going to be judging me because I'm not going to church on Sunday? Are you going to be judging me if I have a glass of wine? Are you you like Mm -hmm. it's seen as this, oh, you might be judging me versus, oh, wow, how great to have a pastor and his family living next door. So I think sometimes what we're (laughs) trying to do is what Timothy really said, What Paul said to Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. Um, Mm -hmm. and that both are really important because one tells people the actual truth and one Mm -hmm. showcases the truth. And so both are needed. Life and doctrine are both needed. Um, But if we fall off either way, I think our ministry can look um, unhealthy in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Both are important. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so I have this question for you. Like I said, I'm kind of a Gospel Coalition geek. Um, What is the most exciting thing about what you get to do for the Gospel Coalition? Like, And I feel like that's this is like a newer job for you, isn't it? Or have you been doing this for a long time? I've been,
1: I've been working for TGC for about five years. Um, and so I've been doing this role for two years, um, doing, doing women's initiatives. And I would actually say the most exciting thing, I should probably say the big conference that we have every year, but I actually like, and this gets to this verse, I love life on life ministry. So the reality, Mm. you go to these big conferences, and, you know, there are 10,000 women there and that there's a wonder in that there's a beauty in that to be with all these other women who love Jesus. Because sometimes, you know, we're all living in our cities and we all feel kind of alone yeah. and we feel like, are there any other prophets in Israel? Like, Elijah, <laughs> felt, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, am I the only person who loves Jesus in this world? Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's refreshing to go and be with other women. But mm-hmm. what I would say I have loved doing the most, we actually have these cohorts that we've just started. Um, we started them last fall, and they're for women ministry leaders. So women who are daily working in their churches, um, mm. serving and loving women. And we had a cohort of about 200 women that we just finished last week. And my goal was not just we to train. Um, Because I worked in women's ministry for 10 years before taking this job at TGC. So my heart has always been in the local church. So Mm -hmm. um, but one thing about being a woman who works in the local church, you don't really have many other women on staff normally. So you're often very isolated in your job. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have denominational connections like the guys sometimes have. They go to these conferences Mm -hmm. and things and they know each other. And so what we've tried, or they went to seminary together or what, yeah, they have places where they've met along the way, other people in ministry. Mm-hmm. So we've created these cohorts and honestly, we wouldn't have thought to do it before Zoom and before COVID. And so one of the fruits of that has been, um, that we had 200 women, there were 30 different States, eight different countries on this cohort. Wow all doing women's ministry and to be face to face with them, even though it's on zoom and to get to talk about the realities of doing ministry in the local church and what's hard and what's good. And to encourage one another has been one of the biggest delights of, of something I've gotten to do. And the the thing that delights me the most is they all had small groups so more that they are connecting with each other than connecting with our team who's leading them oh, through yeah. this, but that yeah. we provided a place where women can connect with other women who have the same mm-hmm. passions and the same jobs and to mm-hmm. allow that to flourish. Um, that's so exciting to me.
0: Mm, I just love that. That's amazing. Again, with like the Jetson technology, who knew? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so exactly. cool. Exactly.
1: And COVID uh, taught everyone how to do Zoom. So the yeah. benefit was, I think even two years ago, if we'd had the idea, our team was Zooming because we're all remote. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people would have been intimidated by that. Whereas now everybody feels totally fine getting on Zoom. <laughs>
0: yeah, only like way my mom and yeah. my mother, like that <laughs> yeah. generation above us. I'm like, man, they're doing it because they yeah. had to, you know, like they want to see their grandkids bad enough that they're going to make it happen, you know? That's right.
1: But so it's it, true. Like that is really such helped. a
0: beautiful thing. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a great fruit of of COVID. You know, it's yeah. it's funny how even in those like deep, dark places that we sometimes have to go, even like as a society, yeah. this harsh reality of of a pandemic, like that, that God can bring out this still he's always like yeah it's just who he is it's, it's, it's always what got he does a plan.
1: obviously he's got something that. beautiful he says he's working all things for good to be conformed into the image of christ it just doesn't mm-hmm. sometimes feel
0: good <laughs> no <laughs> it's like i i really am here in the ashes though and it does not feel beautiful and he's like it's all right I, I give me some time here that's right <laughs> right uh so i love that we're just talking about that okay so what would you say we got i've got time for one more question in this in this episode what would you say is your biggest passion right now like what is the thing that when you're thinking about it you get so excited about it
1: the thing that will always get me excited um And the thing I would always love to do is just to be in the word, studying the word. Um, and I know that this is dwell. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about, (laughs) I I know you're passionate about that as well, Yeah. but I really mean it. I, I, Mm -hmm. I, I would say I, um, I read the Bible for the first time in a year when I was fourteen, and I don't know why I did it. I don't even know that I was a Christian. My parents had given mm-hmm. me a Bible in a year, and I was like, "Oh, sure, I'll do that. Maybe I'll figure out Revelation. I think that's kind of where."
0: where <laughs> it's I was. good that that came at the end, so you had to yeah. read all the rest of it exactly. up to it.
1: <laughs> Maybe if I read everything, I'll be. I at fourteen will be able to explain to the world when Jesus is coming back. Um, <laughs> but it started me on this trajectory of of mm-hmm. studying the Word every day, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed it 16:17, being in God's word, everyday matters. Mm-hmm. But now, as I'm closing in on 50, I know it. I believed it and now I know that the truths of Psalm 19, that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, that the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple, that the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart, the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to this. I know that experientially now. And that at at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Mm -hmm. so um, Mm -hmm. the fact that the Lord chooses to reveal himself to us in his word and that it gives strength, that it gives wisdom, that it gives joy. I believe that more now after years and years and years of living in it. um, I want to just call back to younger women and say, This is where life is. You will miss Mm -hmm. your life if you miss time with Jesus because you'll be constantly chasing things that aren't life. And so it's not, it's, you know, I don't want women to be in the word because they think there's some angel in heaven with a star chart who's keeping track of their progress. I want them to be in the (laughs) word because Mm -hmm. there's a joy of knowing Christ that you just simply can't explain other than to say he he has depths to be uncovered that all eternity we will spend knowing him more. So yeah. to be on that journey now, there's no better journey to be on. There's no better life to live than a life that is um, spent in time with Jesus. So it it is the thing I'm most passionate about. It's the thing I want to tell people most about, that mm-hmm. there is real life here And I just see in our world so much chasing of life and other things and it won't satisfy and Jesus won't let it satisfy because he's got something a lot better for us.
0: Yeah, I think I think that picture image that you gave of like that seed, you know, like that very beginning, like 14 year old seed and Mm -hmm. how, you know, it's not that you didn't find joy there in life, or you wouldn't have kept doing it. Mm-hmm. But like, as it has grown and become this beautiful, you know, full grown tree in your life, like the fruit of that is, is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just like when you, you get married to the person that you get married to because you love them. But as you grow in your marriage, you love them. I, I love my husband way more than I loved him when I first married him. I mean, we joke exactly. about it. We're like, we were babies and we didn't hardly know each other. What were we doing? <laughs> I know. That's a little terrifying. <laughs> it is, especially when you have your own kids. Like, I, I've got teenagers too, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know it's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just, that the, it's not that you didn't have that before, it's not that it wasn't important and powerful it's it's just the growth of that and the depth of that in your life over time yeah. is just like when you see the fruits of it it's why you know like in the old testament they're always talking about when god um you know rescued us out of egypt they're they're bringing this thematic constantly through because it's because it's powerful and it's mm-hmm. awesome and he's still doing that salvation thing you know yeah. he's doing that salvation thing in the new testament too it's just a fuller more Robust picture of it you know exactly exactly mm. well, I love that you mentioned calling back to younger women because I really want to talk about that um, for those of you who don't know Melissa wrote a book um, and I've been listening to it a little bit it's called growing together it's about spiritual mentoring and it's a beautiful book and in it she reads this poem where that about um, calling back to mm-hmm. Um, the younger person, the, the person who, who ha, you know, you're know, you further down the, the road that maybe. And so I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about that in our next episode. I'll go ahead and link that in, this, in these show notes. If you're thinking about mentoring somebody, it's a really great resource. Um, you, even if you've never mentored anybody or you've never been mentored before, it's a great resource. So you should check it out. And we will talk more about that on our next episode. Thanks so much, Melissa, for, for joining with us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at DwellDifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.